Welcome. Glad to have you with us and glad to be with you. I am pleased to tell you that Scott Van Kirk is on board, former law enforcement. He's a firearms trainer, uh, and he's here for uh, Larry Wayland, who apparently um, we, we sent him the cleaners. <laughs> At the Brown Station location. Would you just wait till I give you the cue? <laughs> Larry Whalen from the Brown Station location. No, that's not the Honor Arms. At the Brown Station location. location. All right, we got to retrain. We got to retrain Scott Van Kirk. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we sent him to the cleaners. He'll be back uh, a couple of weeks from now. I uh, hope he time- didn't shrink any more than he already yeah. has. <laughs> well, he's not sure. He's already grown through his hair. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, we, we, and we both course- resemble that as well. Thank you very much, Gary. You're the only one here with a full head of hair. I'm just right. throwing that out, Gary. All right. So, right. so we, have, we have our suspicions about its current color, but you do have a full head of hair. But he is from Modern Arms. At the Brown, Brown Station, Station location. location. Finally. Oh, man. Larry uh, Larry couldn't make it this week, so he, he, he scraped the bottom of the barrel. So, Scott, will you come in? Uh, but also uh, on board, Ellis Bennis with us, thesuperbelt.com. And I'm telling you, I've got one that I wear with my suits, one that I wear with uh, casual clothes. Uh, they are custom made. They are absolutely, it, it seems to me, invulnerable, at least through any normal use. You can drag them through bleach. Uh, you can actually tow a vehicle. They're bespoke. They're custom made, and they don't cost really much more than a regular belt. Uh, That's the idea. You'd think you'd be paying a fortune for something like this. TheSuperBelt.com. Now it is time for my favorite part of the program: show and tell. Mm. Well, uh, as you had explained to the audience or attempted to explain to the audience while I continue to interrupt you. Um, I am representing Modern Arms at the Brown Station, Station location, location. <laughs> yep. uh, today because Larry is taking some time off um, and good for him. Yep. Good for him. And I stopped by the last night and picked up a few firearms to bring in for show and tell. I've got three in front of me plus a little bonus that we'll talk about here um, as time allows. It might surprise you that it's uh we've got three firearms it's revolver heavy i've got two <laughs> out of the three are revolvers all right i gotta, I gotta <laughs> stop you I've, I've gotta stop you for a second here's here's what's going on ladies and gentlemen scott van kirk has suddenly become a wheelman. he has uh f- for as long as i've known him uh, i never heard him talk about revolvers always semi-automatics suddenly he's on this i like revolvers a lot kick it's a revolver and, renaissance yeah and every time Larry Wayland is on with Scott. He now brings in revolvers, trying to seduce him into buying another one. <laughs> uh, and this is no exception. He has really loaded the bench for you. All right, so let's start. Well, I am loading the bench for myself because I picked this one out. This is the Rock, uh, the Arms Corps, uh, which I believe is a division of Rock River Arms. This is the Arms Corps uh, Model 200. This is a 38 Special, six-shot, um, four-inch barreled revolver, double-action revolver, and this one's this one's actually used, but it's difficult for me to tell that it's been used because yeah, it has zero holster wear. Yeah, and I'm I question again whether it's ever been shot. And I love when people buy guns and then bring them and yeah. trade them in and never have actually shot them. Well, well let me ask you before you go those. too far on this, uh, Scott. <laughs> let me ask you: When do you have to bring those firearms back? Right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's no stopping by Green Valley to find out. There's, if there's that, a piece of yeah. paper he signed, I believe. There was there's an agreement. Sti- <laughs> there are stipulations. While I am, while I am acting as an agent of Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, there are certain stipulations to Larry said covered, agency. Larry covered, Larry covered that ground, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. There he, are, knew, he knew what he was dealing. There with. are certain agencies connected with that. Yes. Well, anyway, this is a double action swing out cylinder, um, hammered revolver um like i said it's used but man is it in nice condition it's got a good set of synthetic stocks on it and i suspect that rock island probably has somebody make them for the for them and then badge them and what i mean by that is if i had to guess these look like packmeyer probably makes them for rock river and doesn't put the packmeyer logo on it instead puts a rock river logo on it Or Rock Island, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, it, you Rock, know, I always R- think of Rock Island. I think about 1911. Is that yeah. the is that the town in Blazing Saddles, Rock River? It, it might it, very well. Might be. I'm gonna have to Google that now. <laughs> um, yes, they well they make a they do make a 1911, um, a number of 1911s, yeah, a number uh, of them. Yep, but they also um, they also had Arms Corps, which I think they call this is a Rock Island now. But I believe these used to be branded under Arms Corps, which is uh, I think their ammunition company now. Right. Um, but this is a great little entry level. Yeah. Like if Ellis wanted to step up and join the cool kids and get himself a real revolver, no. would it fit his hand? It would I fit f- his little hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put. That, hey. In fact, I'll put this little guy. You guys in make the- fun of me, but 50 percent of American men have the same size hand I do. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all have gigantic meaty paws, you giants. <laughs> Here, try this. Try this on, Ellis. Yeah. I think it'll fit in your little hand. It does. It oh, absolutely yeah. does. Look at that. Very. It slowly. has a really nice double action and single action trigger. Um, the sights actually are better than some of its comparables. Um, they're not adjustable by any means, but they do have a nice deep sight channel, uh, reminiscent of a older style Colt. Um, a little bit better, I think, than a Smith. As far as the fixed sights go, uh, I tend to, and I don't know all the internals to them, but I tend to equate um, the Rock Island, uh, this one, the six shot that they make, and they also make a little snub nose six shot that is a different model number, a 206 or something like that. I equate both of those to more to Colt pattern guns than I do to Smith & Wesson pattern guns based on the style of the cylinder release and everything else like that. They're great little entry-level guns, 38 when it comes to revolver shooting, probably the only cartridge that's cheaper to shoot than uh, 38 in a revolver is 22 mm. long rifle or 22 magnum, possibly. And it's a great little entry gun if you want to get into the Renaissance, the Revolution. Come <laughs> come aboard. Come over to our side. What's the price Step point on You this know, one? you used to make fun of me because I like 1911s. Oh, they're oh, so I, old-fashioned. And now I, you're I going still back do. to the He's wheel guns make fun of us, Gary. from I'm, the 1800s. I'm still going to make fun of you. And <laughs> I got more to work with than you. Um, but you know what? The next time we go out to Green Valley, uh-huh. uh, bring a couple of those. and Because uh, I haven't, sh- I can't remember the last time I shot a revolver. Sure, sure. I got some nice ones, too. Yeah. It might be this one coming yeah. up. So this yeah. is used with a price of two forty five. Oh, that's wow. great. And there's, like a, there's no holster wear on it. It looks brand new to it me. Really does, yeah. And I'm kind of tempted to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point, Scott. That's why Larry gave this it to you. Larry, yeah, this is why when Larry. When are you going to realize he's, he's setting you up? This is Because it's just nice. Yep. It's really nice. It's a good little gun. All right, so I went on about that one. Speaking of 22s. Okay, yeah, let's move on to that one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Because it's uh, time for a commercial break. Aw. (laughs) Aw. Now everybody knows what's coming up next. And we'll do it 
I'm Gary Ungum. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Scott Van Kirk is in for Larry Wayland at Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Now he's slow on the uptake. Well, I had to sit back down, as you well know, after giving Ellis a lesson on pocket carry. Yeah, man. Yeah. We had a whole conversation about pocket carry. Yeah, we I know. Right. Ellis right. Bennis, of course, is with us from thesuperbelt.com. Which there are no laws against belts, yeah. so you're you're covered. You can carry them in all 50 states. Yeah, often yeah. I get the urge to give Scott a belt. <laughs> but, well, it got a little weird with the pocket carry lesson because I'm showing him how to draw from his own pocket. And he's like, hey, can I try drawing from your pocket? And I'm like, no. <laughs> that is not my firearm. <laughs> yeah. As the old saying goes, as, as the old saying goes, yeah. Yes, I have a gun in my pocket, and I'm and happy, I'm to, happy to see you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was a 22, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, oh, Lord. All right, so we do have uh, more more firearms to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we've whetted the appetite with 22. Yeah. All right. Go so, for it. Well, I've got a Ruger Super Wrangler, okay? This is a single six style, single action revolver. Um it's significantly cheaper than a single six, though, and I really like the finish on this. This is kind of a, a brushed stainless with a black, non-fluted cylinder. This gun um, retails, and it's new, for $245 there at Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. But wait, there's more. <laughs> wow. It comes with two cylinders. So you can shoot both twenty two long rifle or oh. twenty two magnum out of this, just like the the um the single sixes come. And this thing is I mean it's like a full two hundred bucks cheaper than a single. Single six. Yeah. And knowing Ruger's quality in revolvers and their warranty policies, nothing um, you know, I would wouldn't hesitate for a moment to buy this. I love this. Now this puts you back in this puts you in cowboy mode. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna need a drop leg leather holster unless you can make a holster out of the stuff you make belts out. No, nope, just belts. Okay. Yeah, and we've talked about and you trying, we talked about you doing loops, but when you, that still haven't figured that one out either. <laughs> no. But this is just a fun gun. Yeah. Now you can do some fundamental training with it. I don't recommend single action only revolvers. As personal protection weapons, right. I don't recommend carrying them. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean they're not fun as heck. Yeah, to shoot on the range, and this is a this one's a beauty, yeah. and very affordable. Yeah. Very affordable, and it has modern safety features. This actually is a transfer transfer bar gun, meaning that it does not have a uh, hammer mounted firing pin on it, mm. um, so it does not go direct make direct contact with the uh, primer. It actually has a transfer bar. That the transfers the energy from the hammer transfer transfer bar and then firing pin, which is uh, frame mounted into the primer. So yeah, eventually you're going to catch on that Larry isn't bringing these in for the rest of the listening yeah. audience. He's only he has targeting no intention you. of those making it back to the shop. <laughs> I would if you're going to buy one of these, you should buy two. <laughs> That's Larry's motto as well. So you can go Cisco Kid on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea who the Cisco kid is either, do you? <laughs> that that wasn't that wasn't a Blazing Saddles reference. That was not a yeah, Blazing Saddles reference. reference not, the, we've been heavy on the Blazing yeah, Saddles. We a lot of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy right, so, style, single load. That's a cool little so, gun. Single action. You need two of them, though. Yep. Yep. Got to have doubles. All right. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Hey, and now we're into the 21st century. <laughs> Uh, like Belt Boy gets a shot in. Yep. All right. So I have got this is a, a, what the modern nine millimeter that I brought in today <laughs> is a Canic Mete Medi MC nine. Okay. This is a nine millimeter. If you want to think about the size of this particular firearm, think six three sixty five. Yeah. 
pretty close. Um, it comes with, well, first off, let's talk about the price. The price is 550 which is ridiculous for a brand new yeah. um, 9mm semi-automatic striker driven Comes with two magazines, and what's that thing up on the slide? Well, I, I can't see the color because I'm colorblind, but it's a dot sight. It, it but is. it is, I think it's red. It is it's a red, red dot. Yeah, That's it's a right. red dot sight. So that is <laughs> that is all inclusive. I have got a list because I didn't bring all of so them. So it's five fifty for the whole gun, both magazines, and that sight already installed. Yeah, it's all. And that also, you fantastic. can. It also comes with a. Pl- so this is a an actually a canic red dot sight that they manufacture themselves oh, for wow. their guns. So this is a direct slide mount. Which, which negates the need to, to put suppressor height sights on it. But if you can ha- makes some pretty good inexpensive firearms. They yeah. do, and they've got quite a following. To be honest with you, they're um, they're imported in through Century Arms. Um, Canik is a Turkish company, but mm. I mean, as a people and as a country, Turkey has a fine and long tradition of, of manufacturing firearms. Um, and modifying firearms, some stuff that was left over from World War One. <laughs> Germans left Mausers and hey, such. You got to get creative, man. But the um, it's really it's a great entry level gun. It's or to be honest with you, if this is what you are going to base your personal protection system around and just become and very very good at, mm-hmm. um, this is a nice this is a nice gun. It's got. Um, it's got the ability to change the the size and shape of the back strap. Um, it comes with a uh, uh, inside the waistband holster. For that uh, price, it includes the holster too. Good yeah. grief! That it is comes, fantastic. And it comes with the changeable back straps. Um, you see, that's got a kind of a pinky extension for the yeah. twelve round magazine. Nice. It comes with a fifteen round magazine. It gives you a different optic plate if you prefer a different type of red dot. It comes with a mag loader to protect your delicate little hands. When you need to load the magazines. I don't know why he looked at me when he said that. I I, I noticed, yeah. (laughs) And then it also comes with a cleaning kit tool. So, I mean, it's actually pretty good. That is a lot. That's a lot lot for the money. Get you started. That is a lot. Yeah, that is really cool. It's also really ambidextrous too. The the slide release, and Mm -hmm. and it looks like you can actually switch the mag release to be yep to be similar similar to the way M and P has done. Here, why don't you try that out in your little hands? My little hands. Yeah, they hold it. Even in my tiny hands, I like. I feel like I need the, the right. mag extension because my pinky is almost off the bottom. So this is a great for small-handed people. All you small-handed people, you could always call in and defend me at any point. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great. This is a great, great little gun. All right. I can see that red. And Canik is popular enough that holster. You're going to have a number of holster options, although it comes with it inside the waistband anyway. Yeah. But you have a number of other holster options with this. It Canik has a pretty good following. Um, everything I've heard about them has been high quality. Um, I really haven't heard any warranty horror stories or anything else like that. It's a it's a neat little gun. This is really the two cool, small yeah. manufacturers that I uh, that I am always surprised by are, are Canik and Caltech. Uh, they just seem to come up with the neatest firearms and the best prices, uh, and pretty reasonably, too. So we've had kind of a reasonable section as it relates to firearms today. When we talk about prices, we've got a great entry-level um, thirty-eight Special revolver. We have got a great um, entry-level or first gun or only gun, 9mm yeah. um, from the Canic, and then we have got just a purely fun gun, which is this uh, Wrangler, a uh, Super Wrangler, um, oh, in two different calibers. So, yeah. 
know, this will take, this is, this one is one where you can go out, you load that up with a uh, 22 Magnum and you go out and go head to head with some coyotes. Mm. So Quite off a do, whole pack of them. So you're going to get a second one in the holsters and go do a cowboy shoot? <laughs> oh, I, you know, I really like the idea of it, but the problem with the cowboy shoot thing for me is I just can't get into the cosplay aspect of it. The fact that you got to wear the whole costume. If it was just the guns and it was just the rigs, I would probably shoot the heck out of cowboy action. I just can't see myself being a small town kid from Wisconsin <laughs> dressing up like White Earp. I just can't do it. Once they told him that his chaps must cover the full back, That's right. Scott said he was out. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim Oliver uh, took me out to a cowboy shoot. And uh, they have, for, and, and I'm just doing this for people who are not familiar with it, don't know what we're saying when we say a cowboy shoot. But they are not shooting cowboys. cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it get so hard to host the show? <laughs> it seemed like such an easy go last week and the week before. Anyway, well, when you've got better people, it's, <laughs> that's right. The, uh, we, bring, we, bring, we step the game up a bit. When, when are you going to do that? <laughs> so the cowboy shoot, they have this kind of a storefront from a Western uh, scene out of a movie or a TV series. And they dress in period clothing and they shoot period guns and they shoot, you know, the, the revolvers and the, the Winchester lever action rifles. And, and they have a great time. Doing, it is a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, like Scott, I can't see myself getting into the uniform, um, <laughs> which I, is I just, a requirement to shoot the matches. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but is it, it actually it, walking down the street, Gary? Like, do you go down like a mocked up street, or is it stationary and then you're just shooting into the the mock up? What I saw was from from what would be inside a building. Oh, okay. Um, and it's it's like I, IDPA and things like that. There's always different matches. Different There's different stages. They will put you on a um, a sawhorse with a saddle. And that you've got to deploy a lever action great. from the scabbard oh, man. and shoot sort of from horseback kind of thing. That's and, pretty cool. Uh, they do all kinds of they do all kinds of stuff. That seems like it would be fun to do. Oh, it actually least, was at least once. I you know I watched them and I and I thought this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, if, when you said you, the mock-up storefront, I just saw Tackleberry from Police Academy just blasting through the guy. You know, I thought, like, the things were dropping down or something like that. So that's what I pictured. That's, a, that's, a, that, that's more accurately described as a Hogan's Alley. Yeah, baby. That's like, yeah, I like that. That's Glad awesome. you went Tackleberry. Yeah, Tackleberry. <laughs> I'm pulling but, out my old references. I'm trying to keep up with you guys. But, but it is a fun activity. And if you're into it, uh, you know, I mean, why not? Go go out and have yourself a blast. Um, I I think it's uh, it's entertaining and uh, it takes a great deal of skill. Some of those firearms, I watch those guys and, and I love a lever action uh, rifle. Uh, I've got a couple of them, and I was impressed with how quickly they could get on uh, get on target and rack those things. It was just really impressive. So if you get a chance to go out and watch one, go out and watch one. Uh, and if you want to participate, get yourself a red bandana, a cowboy hat, a couple other things. And you got to have a name, too. Ooh. And you're on your way. Yeah, when you shoot, you got to have an well, old you Western got a name. name, but I can't use it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. You got to have an old, you got to have a Western violation name. For you got to have like, name. like uh, you know, Small Hands Bennis. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Lord. All right, a uh, U.S. judge strikes down a California ban on what they call high-capacity magazines. And 
Do you trust any of the statistics on guns? That's coming up on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Listen, uh, Scott Van Kirk, if, uh, Larry, if, if Ellis and I are more manly than you, just say nothing. Okay, there's an admission. You picked the <laughs> perfect time to do that because he had to step out to go to the bathroom, and yeah, so he I wasn't know. even in the studio when yeah. you asked that question. Thanks for ruining it, Ellis. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I had the audience full. Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ellis Bennis is on board. Brown Station <laughs> location? There's no, the su- <laughs> no, the superbelt.com. Oh, oh, oh. You know, they sell those at Modern Arms oh. at yeah. the Brown Station location. Yeah, it's not as much fun to... To get them there, unless Larry is there, (laughs) and and then it's fun for some people. Uh, Maybe Scott, but anyway, uh, let's move on uh, because apparently, for the I guess the second time now, a judge in a federal judge has ruled that California's magazine ban is unlawful. It violates the Second Amendment. He, he'd already done this once before, I think back in 2019, 2019. Uh, and then they appealed it, and the, uh, the appeals court said uh, that he was wrong, and then it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, nah, you guys got to reevaluate that wrong uh, decision. And then it goes back to him. So for the second time now, he has said, large, what they call large, what is a large capacity magazine, by the large. way, Scott? Large capacity. It's a standard capacity or an enhanced capacity. So, for instance, <laughs> the uh, the AR-15 series rifle generally is a standard-sized uh, magazine of 30 rounds. You don't Optional. need 30 rounds. To- <laughs> I do. Um, I want 30 rounds. Amen. An optional 20-round magazine. But then you can get 40-round magazines, which I consider to be enhanced, meaning mm. that they're, they're standard and a little bit better. <laughs> you know, uh, drum magazines always look cool. You, you see the uh, uh, those old movies from uh, from the time when we were banning alcohol and all the bad guys had these uh, semi-automatic rifles, the Thompson machine gun. You said we. Were you involved we, during we, that He time? was a wheel when, man. When, when for, you, were you doing for that, for <laughs> <laughs> What we don't Gary see said we were banning alcohol. I, I never had, had anything, anything to do, to do with do banning with alcohol. Uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary was your a wee. country did ban alcohol. <laughs> Gary and was it a, would be a we all inclusive, and you yeah. see them in the movies. But I see these Thompson submachine guns with oh, the yeah. drums on them, mm-hmm. fifty round drums. Yeah, and I wonder if they're, they're as dependable. Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Are they dependable at all? Uh, for the Thompson series, yes. If you load them properly and you get the spring wound and all of that other stuff, it's my understanding that they they are um, they seem to work fine. I mean, the the FBI issued uh, Thompson submachine guns from back in that era. Wow. Um, came with at least one drum, and uh, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, it's a it's not a system that they employed with the Thompson submachine guns, the M nineteen. 27s. Boy, I wish Garson were here because he'd be able to tell me um, that they used in World War II. Those were straight stick magazines. You couldn't use uh, drum magazines with those, is my understanding. Um, but yeah, I, they worked well enough, it's my understanding. Because now, I've seen drum magazines for other firearms and they are not as dependable. Generally, no. They really haven't perfected that system to my satisfaction. And also, a lot of times when you... That's a lot of ammunition to lug around 
on the actual firearm to try and transition between targets and everything else like that. It falls more into the toy arena. I'm not saying anybody shouldn't have one. You want one, you get yourself a beta mag. I don't care. It's that you roll the way you roll. Um, but I don't, I don't find them reliable enough that I would, I would depend on them. yeah. Yeah. Count under for your, uh, for your life. Well, uh, apparently he's he's gone at it again on Friday. He ruled that California can't ban these magazines. All the humanity. Yeah, um, he really did a terrific job taking a, taking apart the state's position. Uh, you can go to bearingarms uh, dot com and look up the uh, the case and and the response from the judge. But it was it was brilliant. Uh, and he takes it apart step by step. We've got a, a a bit of a problem, though, because there are other courts who have ruled that you can't have these magazines. Uh, eventually, this has got to make it back to the Supreme Court. One would assume so, or it's got to make it to us at the at the very least an appellate court where it sort of becomes a not nationally accepted, but at least the reference case that most other courts use. And see, this is, again, I, I hate to beat this drum, but I'm going to beat it. We got the Supreme Court. We got the Bruin decision. Everybody's like, yay, we won. But it's going to continue to be challenged, and the Supreme Court can only take so many cases a year. Mm. Um, and you can't depend on the lower judiciaries to automatically fall in line and go, oh, well, that's what Bruin said. They're really clear about it. That's the way I'm going to go. Because there are political forces at work. Mm-hmm. Yep, they just don't stop. But you really should go to BearingArms.com and look it up. Um, federal judge strikes down California magazine ban for a second time. And look at the arguments because they're really well-reasoned, really well thought out. Uh, and and it, it, it just makes the case that uh, these bans are not constitutional. And as we've said uh, kind of in passing in the conversation here, it's not that I necessarily need one, but I want one. I like it. I I think it's great. I can load that thing up and shoot for quite a while without stopping. And then by then, Gwen has already filled up the next magazine and I can keep shooting all day. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that <laughs> Gwen is the one loading magazines for you. <laughs> you go ahead and send me a video of that, would you? Well, it's, it's hard for me to do that when I'm shooting. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she's busy loading. Yeah, I want to see reloading. that. I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I lied. <laughs> now you're going to put it to the test. I, I'm the one doing the loading, and she's the one shooting. Uh, and and that is true, by the way. This is a true story. We uh, we got a 22 conversion kit for the AR-15, so that we could go out and plink um, without it costing an arm and a leg. And I found out that I have to load these things, all of them, before I leave the house. Because what happens is she empties the magazine and she's ready for the next one. (laughs) And I'm still loading the damn thing. (laughs) Oh, well. Do you trust any of the gun statistics, Scott? (sighs) Uh, I trust that. I mean, if. That's a tough one. I mean, raw numbers, there's some statistics, I guess, I, I don't find. It's how they're massaged and interpreted right. is usually my big problem. So yeah. there's probably a few that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's raw numbers. Like how many, if the uh, NSSF tells me how many guns were purchased last year, I believe them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what about crime statistics? Purchase legally. Purchase, Purchase legally. legally. Purchase yeah. legally, correct. Yeah. Uh, crime statistic. It kind of de- it kind of depends because I was in law enforcement. I know how jankity. That's yeah. the word I'm going to use. How jankity. jankity. Not just jank. <laughs> how, jank- how jankity crime statistics are in the convoluted manner in which they are reported up the chain to the federal government. Right. So Yes. That's that's the problem. I don't think there's... That's only one of the problems, actually. There's, there's more. But one of the problems is the way local law enforcement will report something and then the way it's interpreted and yeah. who gets it and how do they look at it is... Is this a mass shooting? Is this an active shooter? Exactly. Well, define your terms. I mean, a perfect example is some years ago. I mean, probably back when I was still a cop. So 20 years ago, um, I think there was a national level law, federal law that said that universities had to provide um, incoming students or their parents with statistics on crime on and around the university. Mm. And, of course, if you have got a university that's in a crime-ridden area that looks bad for your university and your numbers drawn at drop. And let's remember, higher education is a money-making deal. It's, mm. They don't do that out of the goodness of their heart. <laughs> um, so as soon as that law passed, you saw universities start to massage the statistics. How are mm. things reported? How are they charged? How can we minimize these statistics? So you send little Billy or, you know, to the to college not worried about their safety. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 They they corrupt the numbers, and it's there are so many variables uh, along the way that I think it's virtually impossible to come up with really, really accurate numbers. And I do believe that depending on which side of the issue you're on, you massage those to your benefit. What is it? And I, lies? Was it sti- lies, lies? Damn lies and statistics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really what's going on. Well, um, we've got a piece that was uh, at crimeresearch.org, uh, Dr. John Lott, uh, talking about some statistics. And I think you're going to find it fascinating. So we'll come back and uh, cover that next. On Gary on Guns. Welcome to Gary on Guns. Glad to have you with us. Uh, you know, Ellis Ellis uh, rushed back into the studio, yes, not wanting to giving me the, not wanting to give me the same opportunity. I had hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I peed as quick as I could. Yeah. <laughs> just, just went on somebody's desk out in the bullpen. <laughs> there was a coffee cup. I didn't even question it. Brian, watch yourself. <laughs> He's kind of weird. <laughs> a, little, a little salty. Huh? Oh, there we oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> what a sick crew you. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, Scott Van Kirk is in for Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. You damn well betcha. And <laughs> <is> that, <laughs> that's not enough. Uh, we also have Ellis Bennis. TheSuperBelt.com. Can't recommend them enough. Get a custom-made belt that will last you. It'd be the last belt you ever wear. I think, and you, it, I think you meant to say you can't recommend the belt well enough. Yeah. What, what did I say? You said you can't recommend him well enough. Well, both is true. No, Come I, think, on. I think it's just the belt. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's personally as well. Look at this. Well, the belt is virtually indestructible. <laughs> it's a cost. really good belt. It's a good belt. It's a good yeah. belt. And it doesn't belt. cost much. It, it, actually, it's about the same price as a regular leather belt. And you um, don't actually have to interact with Ellis. To buy no, one. not at all. Yeah, you can buy online at thesuperbelt.com, and you never have to actually talk to me. So, <laughs> Which, you know, That's a having, huge selling feature. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, having spoken with him for several years, I would agree. <laughs> it's an advantage. Anyway, uh, oh, it is. Man. It will be the last belt you have to buy. You got them in brown as well as black, right? That is exactly right. We've got brown, black, and then there's inch and a half, which is better for your jeans. And then, like you've mentioned, Gary, there's also the one inch, which a lot of suit pants are not wide enough for that full inch and a half width. And so you've got that one inch well one inch as well and some ladies like the one inch but i mean there it's we are completely gender blind we are completely gender really? blind really well, you know, any lady you know that like from experience one. do you yeah. <laughs> there's nothing safe to say on this show nothing nothing is safe we're going to need uh, we're going to need to capture that yeah. Brian. <laughs> oh boy uh, but yeah you get to pick your your the buckle that you like you've got a yep. huge variety of those yep uh, and I'm telling you, it is the, la it, the last belt you'll probably ever need uh, unless you put on a ton of weight. Yep. Uh, and if you're a concealed carry uh, and, and you use the, uh, the, the belt uh, to hold your holster, yep. this is the one. It doesn't curl. It doesn't stretch. It doesn't rip. The damn thing is indestructible. All right, that's enough promoting the hell out of that. Thank you very much. Uh, but it is, <laughs> what, Elvis? He's doing his Elvis? All right, we're talking about statistics and whether or not we trust them. And uh, John Lott has a piece up. Massive errors in FBI's active shooting reports from 2014 to 2022 regarding cases where civilians stop attacks. Instead of 4.6%, are you ready for this? The correct number is at least 35.7%. Whoa, there's within the margin of error. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah. <laughs> In 2022, it's at least 41.3%. Excluding gun-free zones, it averaged over 63.5%. So, you know, the, just because it comes from the federal government, just because it's the FBI, doesn't mean it's accurate. And he's got a, a, a if, if you go to his, his website, crimeresearch.org, uh, he breaks it down, and it's a whole different world than what the government is telling us. That's amazing. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, we're, we have been lied to. I am completely blown away. I've never yeah, heard of the, the federal government lying to its The people. federal government screwing the pooch? Whoa, no, yeah, no, that's a no. whole new concept. I want to know the margin of error, though. It's like, okay, so <laughs> Apparently it's 31%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, again, Gary, those statistics were that civilians, legally carrying firearm civilians, stopped other shooters. That's what the that's what those numbers are referencing? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, the shooting that killed three people and injured another in Greenwood, Indiana Mall on July 17th, 2022, draw, drew broad national attention because of how it ended. When 22-year-old Elijah Dickens... Uh, Dickon carried a licensed handgun and fatally shot the attacker. While he was praised for his courage and skill, squeezing off his first shot 15 seconds after the attack began from a distance of 40 yards, much of the immediate news coverage drew from FBI-approved statistics to assert that armed citizens almost never stop such attackers. Uh, headlines were rare in U.S. for active shooter to be stopped by a bystander. Uh, from the Associated Press, Washington Post, Rampage in Indiana, rare instance of armed civilian ending mass shooting. The list goes on and on. Evidence compiled over at uh, John Lott's organization, Crime Prevention Research, shows the sources they relied on undercounted the number of instances 
where an armed citizen thwarted these kinds of attacks by an order of more than 10, mm. uh, saving untold numbers of lives. Of course, law-abiding citizens stopping these attacks are not rare. Not really. Uh, what is rare is national news coverage of those <laughs> incidents. Although those uh, many news stories about the Greenwood shooting also suggest that defensive use of guns might endanger others. That's the other thing that might. The, it might. It could. Yeah. yeah. It's the subtle undertone of guns, yeah. you know, they're just bad thing. I think if the bad. FBI would have put in the fine print at the bottom, uh, four point whatever percent, and then if the, in the smallest printing they put plus or minus 30 percent. <laughs> plus or minus 30 <laughs> percent. Margin of error. The FBI reported that armed citizens only stopped 14 of 302 active shooter incidents uh, that it identified from 2014 to 2022. And they define active shooters. See, this is, again, it's how they define things. They uh, define active shooter incidents as those where an individual actively kills or attempts to kill people in a populated public area. But it doesn't include those it deems related to other criminal activity like robbery or fighting over over drug turf. Well, yeah, and that's. I mean, they did the same thing with school shootings, um, and they were count, they're counting school shootings in the United States to include if uh, two ne'er do wells meet up in the school parking lot to uh, sell some dope, and one of them shoots the other. That's, you know what that is? That's a school shooter. That's shoot. a school because yeah. it's on school property. <laughs> right. And wow. it could be at, at 8 o'clock at night. That could and, be, yeah. And that becomes a school shooting. Look at all the school shootings. What? No, I, that, was a, that was a dope deal go, gone bad and I just happened to be in the parking lot of the school Good at goodness. 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter to them, I guess. Uh, if you're trying to make a point, uh, you just twist the, the statistics. Uh, Brian, how much time do I have left? Because Under a minute. Under a minute. I wanted to go into the ATF being uh, under investigation over a raid in Oklahoma. We'll have to wait until next week to do that. Before we go, Scott, tell us what we got waiting at Modern Arms. We have the Rock at the Brown Station location. location. And we have the Rock Island M200, <laughs> which is a uh, four-inch, six-shot, 38 special. That's a used gun in amazing shape. We have the Canic MC9, which is a uh, what I would call a subcompact 9mm with an amazing amount of goodies that come with it, um, very reasonably priced. I think five fifty. Even and, includes a holster. Yep, holster, holster, cleaning kit, two magazines, uh, its own red dot, plus its own plate if you want to change the red dot, and the Wrangler, which is a twenty two twenty two uh, Winchester mag convertible cylinder single action cowboy like gun. <laughs> the Superbelt dot com for great. Great concealed carry belt. We got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem at Gwen, baby, honey. I'm coming home.